welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Golden Globus Theater. We're with you as always, and right off the bat, I just got a... a my, my production skills seem to be deteriorating, and I have only Michael Dudikoff to blame for that. Because whatever happened with us watching that movie last week, we got whatever glooms he had. Maybe he put us in like a hypnotic trance. You ever think about that? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't really consider that, but that's got to be it, right? There's something it's plausible. About, there's something about that icy stare, and the only thing that could really help snap you out of it is just hearing his voice because it's horrible. Hey there. I'm the American Ninja. I don't know how that lady was attracted to him because, I mean, when he was cool and stoic and quiet, yeah, I get it. But then when he talked. <laughs> My name's Joe. <laughs> no, I'm not into it anymore. But uh, yeah, seriously, it's just we were so baffled that we we couldn't like describe the last half of that movie very well. We were just constantly like, I don't know. I think this happened. That happened. Yeah, I don't. And we, I, I watched it like the day before. That's the sad part. Yeah, I, I watched remember. it that day. <laughs> but we we cut that podcast, and I ran it straight to our our production guy, me, and uh, I I cut it and got it out, shipped it out, and we were watching the movie during that time. We were pretty close. It, we just took it. We took it on a very shitty scenic route yeah i mean it's actually a lot better than we remembered it <laughs> there's a lot more going on we were kind of like nothing really happens then steve james shirt flies off but there's more to it right. than that yeah the part you're looking for is steve james and his chest and fatigue just absolutely rocket launcher oh god that's a man um but let's go ahead and get into today's topic and you know, I was asking it, because this is like kind of of the same. Griff, uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but oh I just noticed, you know, last week we were talking. Did you did you really find out that you are a tank top guy? Because you're wearing a tank top right now. Well, Murray, if we're gonna if we're gonna be talking 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 movies, uh, I need to be wearing a T. Talk. We're gonna talk T. Talk tanks with Tim and Griff. I wish I had a T name. So talk. Talking tanks with Tim and I don't. I don't think I'm. I, I, I applaud you because I don't think I'm still ready. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm a tank top guy. What about a vest? Could you? No, couldn't, no? couldn't do a vest at all. Oh, no. even though my hero Kojak always wore three piece suit, you're not going to ever see me in a three piece. Oh, suit. and there's a shirt underneath that. You wouldn't even no, do that. Like, no. I'm feeling free right now. I, I don't know why. It's just it's my hang up. It's a very moist Michigan evening. It feels yeah. very tank tankish. Um, yeah, I wish I could enjoy it with you, but I, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't. I'll make. I, I can. I guess I can roll my sleeves up, but I'm not going to do that. No. no. I mean, you you did for a second. You showed me the guns, <laughs> and I don't know. I I don't know. I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay with you. Just the way you are. <laughs> Thank you. I watched that Mister Rogers movie. It was wonderful. I'm okay with you. Exactly how you are. Happy to have you here. Happy um, to be here. So we both watched this American Samurai movie, and it 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 really takes me back. This is this is our first tournament movie, right? Yes, and it's probably my favorite of all types of martial art movie is the tournament movie. Oh my god, the tournament movies! I, I don't know if I ever did. I ever tell you this? If I ever won the lottery, what I'd do? What would you do? Well, Griff, the first thing I would do is drop you and all our other friends because, Shit. well, maybe our buddy Yacht Rock Sean, I would still bring, can contact with. Can I be with. on the guest list? I know where this is going. No, no. 
because because what I would do is what these people in this movie did by dream since I was a small child has always been to be rich enough that I can have people fight in tournaments to the death for my amusement. Oh. And I would be, you know, I'd be there with all my other rich friends. Yacht Rock Sean would be there. Damn. And we'd have tuxedos on, the ladies would be in evening gowns, be very classy. We'd be drinking oh. champagne, laughing maniacally. People are fighting to their death for our amusement. Are you kidding me? That's the real only reason why I buy a lottery ticket every You're week. not going to let me in. I'm not on your guest list. It's it's for rich people only. You you could fight? How about that? Fuck, man. I would let you fight to the death of my amusement. Because here's what, like, if I it's was not, an if, I'm sorry. It's for rich people only. Fuck, man. I can look Get rich. rich. I can look rich. If you get rich, you can come in. I can look rich. <laughs> it's not going to cut it, man. That's, it's, well, God sorry. Damn it, dude. I'm, look, I'm probably never going to win the lottery, so we don't have to get it. We don't even talk about it. But I'm that just, would be my dream. Some people want cars and bling and mansions. I want people to fight to the death for my amusement. That's fine, but, you know, I'm super squeamish. Even this movie, I had to look away during some really? really cheesy part. Hell yeah! I have such a... When, he, when he's pulling that bullet out of his gut, I had to look away. He won. It's the cheesiest <laughs> effect ever. Yes, it was. Yeah. I... I I can't deal with that. So you know what? I probably shouldn't be there anyways. But uh, I could look rich. And I, I tell I you what. Him. Tell you what. You could be like a server, like a waiter for us. How about that? You could still wear like a tuxedo, but you wouldn't. You'd only be allowed to serve us. I want to wear some kind of fur, though. I don't want to wear a tuxedo. I want to look what fur. I want to look fucking dope as fuck. I want like. Full on ostrich. Ostrich. Yeah. Get rich and you can do it. But I don't think you have to be rich to get ostrich. You have to be rich to get into my tournament to the death. But you already let me in. You told me I was If you're get a in. servant, you uh, can be. But I could be serving in an ostrich. <laughs> no. That would, you, all the waiters have to have matching uniforms. Well, fuck. It wouldn't I, work. I hate your place. I don't want to be in there. I'm going to boycott it. So, it kind of defeats the purpose of being rich. I'm letting everybody in. It's supposed to be exclusive. It's not everybody. I'm your. <laughs> so, I asked you last week where the similarities ended, and it does uh, between American Ninja and this movie, and it does turn out that there was the same director between the two movies. Okay? I did not know that. Same directors. But another intriguing fact. Was that they used the same master. I noticed that, yes. That was very noticeable because he did not age in the eight-year difference. Yeah. Same like mustache, same bald head. No he's difference. He's got a look. He's got a look, and he's killing it. Not uh, only is he a master of ninja, he's a master of samurai. Oh, he's he's master of samurai, master of ninjas. But, um... Well, it starts out with a very uh, – if you're familiar with the Netflix show Iron Fist, it's a very similar uh, intro. We, we got a uh, little little baby uh, – what's it? Drew. Drew's the Drew. name of our hero. So he's a baby. He's in an airplane, like one of those single-engine planes with his mom and dad to hammer home the fact that they're American. Dad's wearing a Yankees cap. You know? Yeah. They're having, they're experiencing uh, difficulties with the engine. It's dying out on them. They're, they happen to be like on an island on the outs, outside of the Japan, like in the coast area. Yeah. 
And they crash, and it's one of the worst, fakest-looking crashes. It's like they literally, like, threw a plane at a tree. It's the one time they had a vehicle that could have exploded that didn't explode. Well, it can't because the Drew would die. It could have exploded. It, it, well, the, like the baby gets thrown. Exactly. It could have been that. It could have been a lot of things. I'm just surprised they had a vehicle crash and not an explosion. But the one thing that Iron Fist could have learned from this movie is that it took 13 episodes to learn the origin of Iron Fist. It took five fucking minutes to learn the origin of American Samurai. The other part I loved between this and uh, the first American Ninja, it's pretty much the same origin story. Because it's, I I mean, he remembers... Well, at least we know exactly. how uh, we know. Drew is found. I mean, It's a very simple story, but they still explain it to you twice in the movie. <laughs> um... Because later on, he has to explain it to his lady friend. Well, he, and he goes like, in yeah, in greater detail. Yeah, yeah. Does he? There's three details. I'm sorry. We'll get to that. <laughs> There's three details. There's not a greater detail. We see it all. But, but see, and this is also the beauty of canon. Like, and if you saw this movie today, the first fucking hour would be him becoming American Ninja. Or Samurai, sorry. This, five minutes. We yeah. sh- they show him as like a five year old learning samurai shit, as like a like a fifteen year old, and then as like a thirty year old. If if I uh, had some uh, directorial control over this, it would be him as a man shaving his baby face and memorizing it in the mirror, like looking in the mirror while he's shaving, and he's just having these quick flashes, little little shaving montage to his past, so you can see what he's grown into and where he's come. So yeah, you get it. We all get. We all get it. We get montages. But I, I just love that this is basically the same intro, except instead of being, uh, I don't know how to say this, am- amnesic? Am- amnesiac? Uh, am- am- yeah, I don't know. Amnesic? It, I, don't, I don't know. A guy with amnesia. <laughs> they, yeah. they explain yeah. what happened to him. But same beginning. Yeah, and it was also nice that this guy, even though he lives on an island by himself, he speaks perfect English and he trains in, and he knew Drew's name. My other favorite <laughs> When or he gave an American name. When they're giving know. out the Maydays, guys just talking in full English. You're in a foreign country. Probably. <laughs> probably why I, crashed. They might understand. never found. They may, may understand and understand Mayday, but they're also in a rural area, which is a point, you know, a fact that, that he points out. Well, so also, it's like, who's there? Well, also, I like the fact Master, I think his name is Master Sanga. Doesn't go to the authorities. He goes, hey, I found this babe. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to raise this kid as my own and teach him the ways of the samurai. Hey, he looks like a good father figure and he's got he a kid. He was. But, um, you know, we got a lot Boy, of Boy, I don't know if he's a good father because this kid's a fucking asshole. Well, let's get into this uh, relationship in a minute. Right now, we're going to hit the, we're gonna hit these sweet, sweet folks with some trailer action. Chosen weapon of the samurai. I will fight you. Two brothers. One lives by the samurai code. I am Yakuza now. The other lives for revenge. Drawn into a bizarre murder. Do you know who the killer is? I have a damn good idea. Her life is in danger if you do not fight. Where the world's most brutal weapons masters meet for money and fame. He must face them all. Destiny. And his own brother. We have to get out of here. 
to take back his family's honor. But in the blood sport known as Live Blade, there are no rules. I have to do this. And only one can survive. Martial arts master David Bradley of American Ninja. And karate and weapons champion Mark Dacascos. American Samurai. All right, now for a very special new segment I'm going to call Talking Trailers in Tank Tops with me. Uh, Murray, you're just going to have to stay quiet because you're not wearing a tank top. All right. Actually, Murray, how did you, how did you like that trailer? It was very exciting. It's very exciting. It told me everything I needed to know about the movie. It's a perfect summation of the whole movie because it's 10 seconds of... Um, the 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 pre-tournament and then the last minute and 50 seconds is of the tournament which pretty much does the movie justice that's what the movie is i said it once i'll say it again there's nothing like the tournament martial arts movie where you have everybody from like around the world and the most stereotypical outfits you would have like yeah. you know a scottish guy with a kilt right you know, I don't viking guy <laughs> you know there's so many great characters I, I I just I love it. Um, but before we get there, we got fucking like ten whole minutes of pre-story to to catch everybody else up on, and it starts with um, well, we got the child learning to be a samurai. Nothing really big happens there, but there's a big moment because well, there's he, these whole speeches that we we learn about the sixth sense of the samurai. We gotta know about the sixth sense for sure. It's kind of like the ten, the nine powers of the ninja, of but the samurai yeah. version. The the samurais aren't as fancy. They just have the normal five senses, but then they become so adapt to those five senses. They, I forget. Was it like by eliminating one sense, they get their sixth sense? It was some weird mm-hmm. like shit. And it's always blindness. It, it was never like he was wearing headphones. Or, Taste. They were like, you know, don't eat yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. It, there wasn't like, I'm going to give you three different little uh, biscuits here, and one of them's full <laughs> of poison. you got to tell me which one <laughs> before you eat it all. Um, and they hammer was, home the fucking sixth sense of the samurai through the entire movie. Yeah. There's like voice flashback voiceovers all yep. through the movie. Even oh, though God. the master is like in the movie for like five minutes. And, his voiceover is like 50 minutes. Yeah, up. and the other point was like you have to defeat your own fear or something. You yes, to, yeah. you cannot be a true ninja until... Samurai. God, I'm, like, you, you get, I'm glad you're here to correct me because I'm going to fuck okay. that up for the whole thing. <laughs> you can't it be is. a true... We've been talking about samurai so much. I, just, I forgot the, the, about the... No, uh, see, I'm already <laughs> fucking it up again. Oh, We're talking about ninjas so much. I'm fucking up on the samurai. Yeah. You're, you're reversing them. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, so, fine. Drew turns out to be a fucking. Uh, uh, he he is a samurai. Samurai savant. He, he is takes a to it like man. a fish to water. Yeah, and his brother, kind of a turd. But this is his master's rightful, you know, son. But uh, you know, Drew's taking it. I'm to getting him. flashbacks to Enter the Ninja, where Shokazugi was pissed off because Franco Nero was the better ninja. Exactly that. It, it seriously is just borrowing so much from yeah. other canon ninja movies. Um, but we eventually get to uh, graduation day. We find out that Drill right. has mastered the sixth sense. There's a moment in the woods where he's just like, I sense anger. And he's like, how did you Yeah, sense? can we talk, just for the side, can sure. we just talk about why 
all of Canon's, well, except for the great Charles Bronson, why all the Canon lead men have the sissiest, squeakiest voices? Well, when I was doing that, he was still a child. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about when he's a grown man, but, he sounds like that. No, I, I get you. I just meant that we're... we're he was a grown man at graduation day. Yeah, graduation day. This was, I was still, oh, I was still, about, doing, oh. I was still doing flashbacks, sorry. Um, but no, we get, we get to graduation day, and they're doing a whole ceremony. Kenjiro, the brother, he's not there. Because he's upset. And uh, so uh, Sensei is awarding Drew the ceremonial family sword. Right. And not even his blood son. So, of well, course. He, he has the power of the sex sense of the, uh, the samurai. I was exactly. about to say ninja one more fucking time. <laughs> samurai. So, so yeah, we, we, we get that uh, wonderful scene of him getting uh, the sword. And, of course, who's going to break in but Kenjiro. And I do we even hear Drew's voice at this point? I thought he was just quiet. For Probably. The first, again, going the whole Dudikoff American Ninja route, he's quiet for the first 10 minutes, and you finally hear his voice. like, oh, boy, that's that's it? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think maybe that's a canon I, thing. Like, they know the voice is bad. But this double man, I could do the voice for him. Because I swear the first time you hear his voice is in his apartment. You, so I yeah, think, probably. I think he's quiet uh, as an adult. Throughout, yeah, because you probably figured you'd walk out of the movie, and then yeah. by, by by twenty minutes you're invested, so you're like, "All right, I'll stick around." They built up this great backstory, and people are walking out because of a voice. No, no, um, no. I'm saying in the beginning. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, so is busted in, and he's just like kind of drunk. I thought. I yeah, he 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 looked high. He's got that floppy '90s haircut. He he looks like he's in his early 30s. And then you've got. By Drew. the way, oh. I just want to point out Kinjiro played by I don't know the guy's name, but he was he played he kind of looks he's like a poor man's Brandon Lee, and that makes sense because he played the Crow on this awful syndicated <laughs> Crow TV shows in the '90s that I I never watched but I was aware of. Speaking of walking out on movies, I watched five minutes of the Crow movie. I turned that shit off. Made you want to shoot Brandon Lee. Mm. <laughs> was that oh, too soon? That, Sorry, that's rude. Sorry, um, it's only been no, twenty five years. Hit stop and uh, removed the DVD and handed it back to the person who lent it to me and said, "I can't watch this." Um, I remember it having a pretty all right soundtrack though. So I sure I'll give it to you. I'm trying to see something positive. That's very nice of you. I I agree with that on this podcast. We talk positive all the time. Um, so. Got Kanjiro's coming in. He's disrupting the whole whole scene. The whole nice traditional samurai handoff of the family. Well, you sword. don't you don't give your family sword to Kaijin. Exactly. He said it. Is that what he said? Yeah, I don't remember what so he you, said. That means like foreigner. It's like gringo. Okay. Oh, okay. But Japanese. It's very it's appro- Japanese for gringo. It's very appropriate because obviously he's a fish out of water, but he's being awarded uh, that family sword and. As offended as Kenjiro is, he's going to, you know, his dad's like, that's very disrespectful. And so he's like, you're right. And so he slams down that little cutting board and gets his knife out. And, uh, yeah, he's about to cut his goddamn pinky off. Until Master Sanga goes, no! That's... That is not the way of the samurai. That is the way of Yakuza! Huh? The is natural this... enemy of samurai, Yakuza. Is that, that going to be a big plot device here? Oh, shit, it is. Motherfucker... Got a nice highlighter tattoo across his shoulder onto his chest like the yeah. Rock has now. Uh, nice little, like, Oni demon head Yeah, thing. exactly. And he's like, well, I am Yakuza. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
So and then, um, so doesn't Master Song get like throw him out? He's like, "You are not my son," or something like that. Yeah, he's like, "You can't defeat yourself. You can't be samurai." Exactly. And so yeah, he just buggers off, and we're just gonna jump forward. Uh, apparently a day because you know it does. They it's well, canon. No. We don't have time to fuck around. Oh no, actually. What's his name ages, but Kenjiro ages, but uh, uh, Drew doesn't age at all. Did you notice that? No, I noticed Kenjiro's hair was long. There's a different. Oh, maybe maybe it was just the hair throwing me off. Yeah, because Kenji. Okay, yeah, I think that's it. Kenjiro's uh-huh. hair was just throwing me off. But we're cut into probably the only well choreographed scene in this whole movie: the fucking break in. Because right. Drew's doing okay for himself. He's got a sweet. Pad. He's like a journalist or something like that. Yeah, he's some kind of journalist, but based on what we like, there's somebody who eventually brings up that he wrote articles. But it seems like he he's just uh, kind of an assassin. Uh, was he? I don't know. I I think he samurai's was. not an assassin. That would be a ninja. I I agree, but based on the war, what, what well, wait a minute. Does. Is this does Janet come in here or afterwards? No, okay. she's afterwards. Because uh, first, oh, we're going right. to get the yeah, break got, in. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. fucked up. And this is where we get that awesome uh, Asian dude with the mullet. I, I the, think everybody in the gang had mullets. Everybody. I think you're right. And they had the, mustaches, Was too. it four, four? I think four people break in. And seriously, this is the best scene of the movie. Four people break in. And, uh, of course, because he's a single man in his late 50s, uh, he's got to be into some cool stuff. So he's got like this very nice, well, just very, I, I don't he's very, very simple style in his house. He's got some paintings. Feng Shui is going on. Yeah, he's got some paintings in the corner. He paints. He's got to get his uh, emotions out in that way. That's what a samurai does. Samurai is like an artist and a warrior. Yeah. So I, this, is, this is the other part that made me laugh when I watched it the other day. Um, he wakes up. Because he hears somebody jiggling the doorknob. Samurai Six Sense. Samurai Six Sense. Kicked in. Right there. His light was on. His living room light was on. He turns it off before they open the door. Well, they just want him to know that he's home. He was sleeping. He woke up from a slumber. He left his goddamn lights on. You know, I don't know. If this, is just, this isn't even just this movie. This is every movie. Have you ever had a nightmare and woken up and you just... Sit right up. I've never done that in my life. Mm-hmm. You've done that? Mm-hmm. You've sat up in bed after having waking up from a nightmare. I, I've also had the problem where I sleepwalk, though, and I wake up in a very really? place. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Sleepwalk? Well, I don't tell everybody everything about well, me. Well, I'm not that Well, don't worry. Selfish. No one's listening. So they yeah, don't, okay. know <laughs> I'm not going to get into any fun stories there. Um but yeah, so we got these fucking dope ass henchmen. He's got the beat on all because he's got the lights off that he left on, which energy conservation. I think he's in Seattle, so they're really frowned on that. Um, but these henchmen are coming for the family sword, which he keeps above his fireplace. Yeah, and this really tasteful kind of like box. It's it's so <laughs> it's so tacky. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's trash. It's his house is just a fucking tack factory. Uh, it's probably like not even a real room. It's like a set. Yeah, it's like a porn movie set. Some shit. Like you know that. what? It could have been. Yeah, uh, it really could have been. Um, 
So, yeah, so he starts whooping ass. He this is again best choreographed scene. You get some of those little John Claude kicks in there. Yeah, he I loved really to do like those that. three kicks. Like yeah. kicks you low, kicks you middle, kicks you high. And kickboxer like uh, John Claude's brother is like, don't hit him with that tippy tap bullshit. <laughs> I love that in this movie he uses that, and the guy's just like, like dead. On the spot. I just got kicked three times in a succession of three seconds. I'm dead. Yeah, so he's, like, whooping their asses. So one guy with a gun's like, fuck it. I'm just going to shoot through mm. my body and a silence gun. try I, to kill him. I love that scene because it's like they're fucking ruthless. It's like, whatever. My buddy's got him. No big deal. We got to get this. We got to get the sword. Boss wants it. So they succeed in killing their buddy. But they only succeed in shooting uh, Drew yeah. once. I mean, he... he the bullet was softened from the other body, and so it just kind of lodged itself. And uh, I want to keep calling him Dudikoff. It's not Dudikoff, but Drew. Drudikoff. Drew. Oh, I, <laughs> let's just go with that. Drudikoff's gut. And so. Gut? It's like steel. Yeah, abs of steel. Dude, that guy. Like, I've watched. He's a mini Lou Ferrigno, is what he looked like to me. I've watched a lot of infomercials of, like, exercise equipment, and this was, like, all the models they have on there like i did this exercise machine for a week and look at me now it's like that <laughs> so so you so he decides like i'm just gonna rip this bullet out of my head yeah he we get the first nightmare which is a big uh pusher of the plot for nightmare is flashback it's a nightmare Oh, you're right, because this is the one with Kenjiro, yeah. right? Yes. We don't know it's him right off the bat, because it's just got he's, the mask. He's wearing he's, the, the he's, Oni mask. He's moving slower and slower towards it, and right. it's going to keep coming up. Because, you know, you can't reveal the true enemy. But, again, the sixth samurai sense is always pushing this plot forward, just kind of like how an American Ninja, he's like, his memories were helping. I got kind of of a flashback to Rambo 3 with the bullet thing, except Rambo was even more hardcore, because he gets shot, it goes through his body, but it's it's like the same abdomen. So what Rambo does is, he gets some gunpowder, and he pours it into the gunshot wound, and then lights it on fire to cauterize Cauterize it. it. I think I've seen that. Top that, American Samurai. I can't remember. I've seen a few of the Rambos. I yeah, the third them. one's great, where he goes and helps the Afghanis against the the Russians. You know, damn dude. You know, and then they return the favor by nine eleven. But we won't get into that. that's too political. <laughs> okay, <sighs> so yeah, he wakes up from this bad dream and realizes he's got that bullet. So he's gonna he's just gonna pop that shit out. And of course, in this time that he's been, I guess, kind of knocked. Did anybody out. call anybody? Like, how do they know he's like he's 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 still. He's like dying. No, he isn't. He's fine. He's good. Okay, I don't he know. He pulls I mean. that bullet out and he's fine. He just notices <laughs> sword. Puts a band aid on it and then he's like, fuck it, I'm ready to go. Yeah, no. He pulls the bullet out and then it's just like, next day, cut to. He's got those fucking balloons. I don't know if it was next day, but. Uh. I think it was. Yeah, okay. But he's got he's got his nice like dockers pulled up to his belly button with the balloon waist where it's just like why is he wearing these kickboxer pants? And then he's got the long sleeved button up shirt. Not long sleeve. It's supposed to be a short sleeve, but it goes past his elbow, and it's also four sizes too big for him. Yeah, that was the style. Bro, baggy clothes uh, in the nineties. Jesus Christ, the bag on these. But he's on the phone with with apparently his uh uh his editor or something he works he's like supposed to be a writer or something he's a journalist and he's he's his friend his his israeli friend levi was murdered investigating a story about a saudi prince who was murdered Mm -hmm. and he noticed 
because you'll learn in this movie a sa- a swordsman's cut is basically like a fingerprint. Yeah, snowflake. You can basically if you see a you examine a cut, you can tell which samurai yeah. killed a person. No samurai. And he goes, "That look that that cut looks familiar. It looks very Kenjiro-y. Yeah. So, so he's like, I got to go to Turkey and investigate. And, of course, for some reason, he has to bring along a photographer. Well, right. Yeah. So as we're talking and to Finley, and fuck Finley. Really, fuck Finley. You know, why are you teaming me up with some bullshit photographer? I want, I want Luke. And he's like, no, I got this new girl, Jane. Janet. Janet. I got this new girl, Janet. And of course he's like, no, fuck you. I want, I want Jim or whatever I said the first time. And then of course, as he's saying that, you get the knock at the door, and there's Janet. He's like, Janet, fucking damn Finley. it, Janet. So he opens the door, and Janet's also got the balloon pants on. No, she's got shorts on, but they're she's baggy. Got, yeah, she's got shorts on at this time. You're right. And she's noticing all his decors. She's asking all these questions. Being super obnoxious. Yeah. She's like, look, I don't have time for this. I got to go to Turkey and investigate some samurai shit. Yeah, I got to get in on the samurai shit. Wait, uh, Finley told me you're going to cook me dinner. Yeah, do you like Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> well, tosses her the phone. <laughs> tosses her the giant cell phone. <laughs> yeah, those nice old 80s Zach The old Mor- brick phone. The Zach Morris phone. <laughs> Fucking order it. <laughs> I don't. So you know, right? They're gonna fuck later on because you know, in There's, a movie, if you hate each other, you yeah. love each other. Okay, serious tension. Then they're having dinner, talking like normal people, kind of having a moment. Shows her the pictures of the sword causes like, and so you're like, oh, they're into each other now. Yeah. And then, okay, we got to bug off to the airport, and then you get them off of the the plane in Turkey now. And she's like, why did you have to bring the sword? So they hit each other again. I, how did they get a sword through customs in Turkey? I don't know that. It's different times, dude. Different mm. times. Um, God damn. There, I don't even remember. There was, there was that one scene where she's just Well, like, they go to the hotel. Well, yeah, no, they go to the hotel. There was just like some mention of like, Janet's just like, uh, could you be more sexist? And... There, there wasn't really anything controversially said. He was just like, I don't want to bring you with me. I wanted well, Jim. Well, he, he doesn't think she can hack it because she's a girl. Oh, you know what? I might have been seeing that wrong. <laughs> You're right. But, um... It's just, so, it's just more tension shit, you know? Yeah, they're really just trying to build up this opposites attract. Because they're not really going to put much effort into building up this relationship. Because we got a tournament to we worry about. We got 90 about. minutes. We, we got, got time for fucking exactly. relationships. We got a tournament to worry about. They don't even show us a boob. So it's no big deal. They're more worried about showing us dudes fighting each other. So they're going to land in Turkey. They're, of course, going to have one hotel room. So there's going to be Finally more Finally ten- fucked up again. <laughs> more tension there. Don't worry. I won't come out of the room. No. You won't come into the room. She's taking the room. She's taking the room. Yeah. Well, are you going to come down to the police station with me? She does. So they're hanging well, out. Well, no, she goes, drop dead. Oh. And then he and then he, he comes up with a great fucking return. Oh, God. Any second prize? <laughs> great one, Drew. Great. Drew. So we've heard his voice like five times at this point, and he's pointing. Yeah, he didn't say it as manly as I said it, but yeah. he said that. Even just your normal voice. Drop dead. So, of course, gonna, Turkey, yeah. 
we know they're corrupt. All their policemen are corrupt. Hey, Drew's plan right now is I need to get photo evidence of this guy who died in Turkey. Levi. Levi. Buddy Levi. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop a nice forty on this police chief. And I mean the door to his office is open, and there's another person in the room. Yeah, he's got like a secretary. <laughs> he's, he's doing the slowest fucking typing I've ever seen. He's doing Dude, the Bronson style just with his index I, fingers. I have to imagine at this point, all they have in Turkey is Bronson typing assistant. That's where he learned to type. <laughs> so he's got elbows at shoulder height and one <laughs> finger extended downwards towards the devil. And uh, the de- you got to hit the like keys somewhere between the devil. Slowest and the board. typing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so like, one letter at a time. Type, type. Uh, sir, do you remember what? Every- he never stops doing it. He's always in the background doing yeah. it. He's committed to his role. Do you, do you remember what they said? Because I got hello, I'm drill. Do you have photos? That's all I got, sir. That's I mean, <laughs> about the scene. I mean, that's all that guy had to get. I imagine yeah. he's some kind of stenographer. Stenographer? Oh. Stenographer. Stenographer. Yeah. Stenographer. So, Brian I think he was just typing up the guy's uh, police files or uh, whatever. Okay, I don't know. maybe. Just... But the guy, the, the police officer is not budging at all. He's just like, "Hey, if you've got something, well, you he's need feeling to tell. kind of protective because this guy's coming yeah. in like doing his job for him. He's trying he's, to lord like, over. I got pride. Him. I'm a fucking cop. Exactly. I can do this shit. He's like, I got this. Fuck off, dude." And so Janet, who, you know, they're they're on thin ice with each other, Janet and Drew, she just starts taking pictures of everything. Chief, you got a real nice place here. She's taking pictures of everything. He's like, no, no, stop that. Stop Le- that. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I got to silence this lady from he's, taking he's, a picture of my normal office. He's like, maybe he's like an Indian. He's afraid you're going to steal his soul or something I, with a picture. I have no idea. But it no, really upset him that she was no taking pictures. There's no reason this should upset him, but it does. And so, so he follows her out of the room. Yeah. And he's going to look. Uh, Perfect Drew's, distraction. Drew, Drew's going to look through, and, of course, he left that folder on the top of his desk. And he's like, just as I suspected, and, the yeah, Kenjiro cut. Kenjiro cut. Straight down the middle, one thin line of blood. Not there. Yeah. It's not a thick cut at all. It's just like a thin But it kills you. So huh? well, Apparently it kills you. So, of course, they come back in. He gets the camera. He rips the film out. And he and she's just like, I had David Hasselhoff pictures. <laughs> on it's like, why are we dropping Hasselhoff into this shit? I, no, I don't know because he was, he was super washed up by then. So I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I would imagine. Maybe he was like going to originally be the American Samurai for, he, for whatever reason. He dropped out. And so... We That's really got to – we got to we – really, I would watch that movie. You would? It has to love his American Samurai. Actually, I think I would too. <laughs> so we really need to give more motive to uh, the eventual tournament and why Drew would participate into it. So they get out of the police, uh, the police office, and he's telling her – to do something so ridiculous, and then she turns around and she's like smart, innovative, and then they just start making out right out in public, right out in public, and then he backs off for a second. She's like, "Wait, come here." So you're thinking they're fucking? They go back to their hotel, and he's no, back on the couch. You get he's back on the couch, and he's back to dreaming or nightmaring or samurai <laughs> six something six. Six something, 
<laughs> Never mind. I don't even know what you're trying to say. Sensing. Sixth sen- sensing. Sixth sensing. Yeah. So, wow, that's a tongue twister. Yeah. <laughs> so he's getting that. It's that same, like, the Ori demon, and he's yeah. getting closer to it. I think at this point he reveals his mask, and he's got those fucking crazy. <laughs> like, they painted his eyebrows in. But for a while there, I was like, did I not notice this guy has eyebrows that connect down at, like, the middle of his nose? But... I think he just painted it to fit in with the mask. Something, yeah. Something yeah, like I think that's all it was. But it was. And then he starts like, does he? I thought he just starts flicking blood at him, doesn't he? Or does yeah, he, does he... he does. Like, dude, he's just kind of like shooing blood. At him. I'm like, dude, was like flicking it off his sword. He's like, yeah, flick. I got so many kills. And then Look he wakes him. up. He's wearing a banana hammock on the couch. That bright orange one, and she busts the door open. Are you all right? You do this in the middle of the night, too, because he's got a sword out. <laughs> he's ready. Six cents just kicked in. Yeah. He just, well, he, he did just get robbed the other day, so he yeah. would be a little jumpy, I'd say. And he did try to buy, bribe a police officer so they might be after him and did tamper with evidence. There's a lot of reasons for him to be jumpy. But, um, yeah, so, of course, she's like, hey, come in here. So they had this whole cool-down period after they were just hard fucking making out. <laughs> And at four in the morning, <laughs> she's finally like, "Hey, you know what? Into you. Let's uh, let's take this to the bedroom. So they're gonna take it to the bedroom. They're gonna. They're, they're, I they're, don't know what to say. It was a very lame sex scene. It was a very not canon sex scene. They're, very. There's no nudity at all. No nudity. I'm not even sure they were having sex. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, this could have been another, like, uh, the room situation where you're just humping her stomach. They don't really give us a shot of what is happening there. It's just, you, you see, like, she, like white, thin uh, cloths flying around and really warm lighting, but a lot of black. I mean, they they fucked, right? Uh, well, I'll, yeah, I'll say. I, I have to imagine they fucked, so... We're gonna, we're just gonna have to go with that. So, we get the next morning, and for some reason, I mean, there's no reason for him to go into his backstory with Janet, but he does. The audience already knows his backstory, but he's gonna explain it again. Um, he's just airplane crash. I somehow didn't die. I became an American samurai. I can't, My brother yeah. hates me. My brother hates me. He's here. Uh, I know, know it's him because I can tell by his I can, sword cut. I can tell by the cut. Well, why would he be here? Well, he is in Yakuza, the drug trade. So they think that Kanjiro is there simply because of the drug trade. Another plot point that gets quickly just like <laughs> shoot out the door. We don't see. We don't well, see any need, other. You just need a reason he's there. You don't need yeah. to go into it. Exactly. We don't need to over explain shit. So this is the first time we're gonna cut to real Kanjiro at this point with his real hair, and um, he's about to fight a guy in our first <laughs> fucking tournament. Right, in the most shabbiest looking like dungeon set, like it's, it's like medieval times. Like, yeah, it's thing. really bad because it's like instead of being like a level ground, it's uh, the audience is up like ten feet. And, uh, you know, the, the... Right, they're looking down on the peons. Yeah, as they, exactly. As they, Coliseum style, you know? Right, so exactly. So you're way up there. 
So they're watching the peons fight, and Kenjiro's got his, you know, uh, katana. He's totally chill. He's just standing there. And we get the first combatant that we know is going to die because this is our antagonist. So, of course, he's going to be a badass. And he's got those sweet Klingon weapons. Yeah. And uh, he's flanning them all over. He's got these moves. And, of course, Kenjiro's just standing there. Total chill. Just total chill. Just studying him, learning his weakness. In a second, he just fucking cuts the guy's hands off. I think he cuts a hand off, and then he cuts his head off. Yes. Just. I don't think he cuts his head off. He does cut his hand off. No. I thought he stabbed him in the neck. Head cut off. Are you sure you're not confusing him with the other guy later on? Mm, Probably. I think he just chops him in the neck. He probably does. Yeah. The guy I did. Yeah, you're right. Because he's got that reaction where he, when he's dying, he's got yeah. like the katana in his neck. And he's like sticking his tongue. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, who dies like that? Just die like a norm. Just like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Close. That's how I'm going to die. Like if I got cut in the throat, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Not me. I'm going to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> I would do like an eye flutter thing, I think. like He's going method with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we know Kenjiro is a bad motherfucker. Right. All right. Even though he never defeated himself, he can still do some shit with that sword. I I don't remember. There, there's this gap here now I have. Oh, yeah. We got to get to that fucking uh, that bar. Yeah, the hottest because bar in Turkey. The goddamn hottest bar in Turkey, which is the worst bar in Turkey. There's eight people there. Uh-huh. There is uh, uh, the Undertaker's guy. I can't remember yeah. his name. This, Paul Bear. Well, this is, we learned. We, this is a new character we learned. Paul Bear... Because he looks like the Undertaker's manager, Paul Bear. He's the guy who runs the Turkish. He's, coo- he's thinner. This yeah, is his a little bit years. thinner. This but he years. he runs the Turkish Kumate. Yeah, Kumate. And so we, uh, and then we also we meet a new character, Harrison. I call him Cowboy because he's got to be the most cliche American character Dude, in the movie. These tournament movies love to do a thing where we have our hero, who's obviously like an American. Uh, he's trained under a foreigner. Uh, but then we have, like, the legit American. Right. Harrison. Right. They Shit kicker, every, cowboy. Every fu- Bloodsport did it. Like, same character, basically, as Bloodsport. <laughs> right. Because, like we were saying earlier, all tournament movies have the most cliche, stereotypical version of somebody from a country. So, of course, uh, America would be a cowboy. Yeah. Or, or it'd be, like, some guy. Forget about it. It'd be, like, some mafia. A, yeah, like a New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So it was, so it's a, so Harrison's basically a cowboy slash crocodile Dundee because he carries around the crocodile Dundee knife. That's his thing, right? And they he meets up with uh with Drew. They meet they hit it off really well. Yeah, American of course is causing trouble, and so Drew steps in, saves the day, rips off the one dude's shirt, and is like, "Did you know this guy was Yakuza?" He tells that to oh, the Paul Bear. Oh yeah, guy. Paul Bear is like. Hey, like the way you fight, <laughs> you're gonna be. This is Paul Bear. You're gonna be in my kumite. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck no, I ain't." And he's like, "Girl, hit him with a taser." And then he flips his wrist up, and a girl busts out one of those giant TV remote tasers and shoots Joe in the chest. And you, Joe, Drew. In the chest, and it, you just get that stick on, and then he passes out. And uh, we're going to so wake up. then he wakes up. We wake up, 
and he's uh he's been uh not he's been hung up by his hands. He's just floating there, and uh, Kenjiro's having a word with him. Yeah, Kenjiro basically explains why he's there. He's like, you know, hey, I I came for the opium. I stayed for the death fights, which <laughs> also is on Turkey's uh, like tourist board. They, that's their motto. Yeah. Come, Turkey, come for the opium. Stay for the death fights. So, we, so now we know why Kenjiro's there. And, like, of course, Drew's trying to reason with him because he's the perfect American samurai. And he's like, we don't have, we're brothers. Why do we have to fight? Right. He's like, this is the way it has to be. There can only be one. He, he also tells him, like, I need to be better than, uh, like, I've got 50 confirmed sword kills here. I need to beat uh, the legendary samurai uh, Musashi. I got to get over, like, 64, which I'm pretty sure they just borrowed. I don't know how they would have had this number, but it's Mac McGuire's home run record. <laughs> they confuse Musashi's kill count with Mark McGuire's dinger record. It's okay. No, no they prophesized it because it came out Oh, before. you're right. They prophesized it. So, actually, this is really impressive. So I think Mark McGuire did steroids because he wanted to beat my Mamushi's whatever's record. I've seen... Rare- he, he didn't even care about the real record. I've seen rare footage of Mark McGuire... Standing square up with the plate, just cutting fastballs in half up, in half with his katana. So this all makes uh, sense. This makes perfect. And unfortunately, sense. you can't do that in a baseball game. So he had to hit it with a baseball. Yeah, bat. this is this is amazing. I'm glad. You know what else is amazing, Griff? What is amazing? Well, it's not to me, but it is to our buddy Hair Metal Sean. Oh. Shit. He's been really upset that I haven't been doing our my hair metal hate segment for a while, and since he's one of our loyal listeners, I'm gonna do it for him because, hey, fuck it. If you listen to us, we're gonna do shit for you, and if you don't, fuck you. <laughs> so I've decided for this because there's a little eats me swest in this video, not a lot, okay. but there's a little bit. We're gonna do the docking video for breaking the chains. Now let me let me give you a little little background I want to get on some this. Backstory. The great band Dokken, of course, fronted by Don Dokken. Never heard of him. His the guitar player uh, George Lynch. No, nope. who had a band called Lynch Mob, which nope. I girl I was dating with high school. I bought her the first Lynch Mob album on cassette tape. Did she like it? She loved it. Oh, okay. Not not that much, but <laughs> and then two other guys who I don't fuck. I'm sure Hair Metal Sean knows. I don't know who the other guys are. So hit it, Griff. All right. We start out, songs about breaking the chains, so we got some chains right from the get-go. Oh, nice guitar riff. Close-up of some hands playing guitar. You can tell he knows how to Playing play a tiger-striped guitar. No shirt. No shirt. Two-tone hair. Heard. He's got blonde on the top, black on the bottom. Party. party. Looks like the, the lead singer, Kaja Gugu. It's kind of like party in the back, here's party some, in the front. Here's some Doc, docking. They're, the they're in a hallway. They're rocking out. Docking George. Bullet belt. There's a lantern for some reason flying. Oh, they're on a boat. Are they on a boat? Yeah, this got to be a boat, right? Well, it is rocking. It is rocking. Like docking. And then here's the bass player in a white leather. See, he's got a chain oh, strap. You notice chain? that? And then What's the armband? I don't What's know. I'm a Nazi for? thing. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> So they're like hitting home chains. Oh, so they're constantly telling you. <laughs> well, he's, 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 he's like a funky guy. Here's the drummer. Oh. And now they're just Now Don Dawkins got a guitar. And they're rocking out. Mm-hmm. Dude's got the total white leather outfit, liking that. Oh, God, Dawkins needs to visit the dentist. He's got some bad bridge work <laughs> there, dude. 
And oh, that, no. that George Lynch has chains for guitar strings. Oh, That's, Jesus. That can't sound they're, good. They're hammering you with the chain metaphor. Uh, oh, and he's now, reading the now lyrics. He's, he's re- say, no, no, he's reading a letter from a girl who dumped him. Oh. Can you stop it for a minute? I need, I need to go some backstory oh, here. Oh, okay. There's, so now you see the split screen, and there's this woman. She's got that cocaine stare going now, on. Now, right I learned <laughs> this from, from my research. You know I research these every sure, time. Sure, sure you do. The director, that's the director's girlfriend. He wanted her to be in the video. Don Doc is like, fuck no. Fuck her. I don't give a shit about your girlfriend. So after they filmed it, they actually, he put her in the video. What? And she's like, so. That's why the uh, the awkward, like, Q-in? Yeah. Like, so, like, Don Dockin has no idea that she's going to be in it. So he, so basically, for his video, he's reading a note, a Dear John letter that she sent him, and and she's mouthing the same lyrics as he's talking. No. So it's like you're hearing her say it, too. So you can start it again. Jesus Christ. She's got two different earrings on. See, she's like, I love you. Oh my goodness! This is and now weird. we're back to the, 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 them rocking out. She, now you can see why she shouldn't have been wow. in the video. She's really overacting. Oh my god! And she's gone. And now they're rocking out again. Oh, this is so offensive. The cat's acting up. Calm <laughs> down, Barney. So they're breaking the chains. Breaking, breaking the chains. The chains. Now I'm breaking the chains. Shit, dude. Oh. Now they're chained up. Just no. to let you know that this song's about chains. They're in a dungeon. They're chained up. The only thing that's not chained up is their tight jeans with their no, fucking dicks popping no, out. No, it's not. Every one of their dicks they, is Believe me, rooting. if they could do that, they would do it. But but not, not George Lynch. He's like, I got a fucking solo to do. So he breaks out oh, of the chains. Oh, breaking the chains. Oh, no, hence the song, sweet, Breaking sweet. the Chains. So he's, he's, he's doing a solo. Mm. And then Don's like, I gotta get on this too. He's like, he breaks out. Dude, and then he's just crazy. rocking out because he's a singer. He doesn't have an instrument. Then the bass player oh, breaks out. He shit. starts playing bass. Then the drummer just starts tapping his drumsticks together because he has no drums. Yeah, he's got no drums. So he's just banging the sticks you together. You him a tambourine or something. So, still rocking out. This is, this is a long even, ass solo. He's not even amped up. Now, cut to Don Dockin in bed wearing a, a top of a karate gi oh, no pants I thought he was going for a Luke Skywalker look no it's, it's a karate gi cause he oh, had a yeah. black belt oh. but he has no pants on oh boy so he's chained to the bed because once again this song is about breaking chains breaking chains we're going to let you know if you, if you weren't aware the song is about chains he's letting Whoa, you know upskirt of Dockin so he breaks out again he's like fuck this shit I gotta rock Jesus. So the band jumps out again. He's just standing in with. Is he trying to be Mick Jagger? I don't know what he's doing. I think he is. He's got. He's kind of got the hair. And now they're back on the boat. Back on the boat. They're rocking out some more. Man. Now they're in the dungeon, and rocking now, out. They're just. And now they're breaking the chains. Dude. And that is Don Dawkins breaking the chains. I really need a girl. Now they're like superimposed over some chains. Yeah, the just original to, just, chains. Just to hit home, this song's about chains Those and breaking are the them. the original damn chains from the start of the video. They're, they, they're above it now. There you, and then the chains break. Dude, there's so much going on there. I don't even know they, how to this, interpret all they, that. This is when, when videos were art, man. Like that when really people was really thought about, what do we do with this? Damn. That was... I hope you like that hair metal, Sean, because that was for you. That was impressive. I I gotta say, there's a lot more going on in those videos than I ever thought. It was like it was it was like a mini movie. So back 
but speaking back, of movies, back into some sweet, some sweet samurai action here. Time um, for the tournament. Time, what we came time here for? The for. I fucking we both love these tournament, tournament, ter, tournament. God, my words are failing me. Tournament movies. Um, so we got all this shit happening. I don't know what I'm trying to say, so I'm trying to just kind of fill this dead space in here by mumbling stuff. Well, we learn what the rules of the game are. What are the rules of this game? I don't remember what the rules are. I, I well, be- let me explain the rules of the game, Griff. Can you tell me the rules of the game? There are none. Wait a minute. You're telling me much combatants yeah. going in with weapons and there's no rules? It's like Thunderdome. It's like two, Thunderdome? two men in or one man leaves. Not every time, but damn near. I mean, and by the way, we learned this from this great announcer, and now I'm having second thoughts. I, you are, since I've known you so many years, and we've been yes. through so much shit. Yes. When I win the lottery, yes, and I do my death matches for my my own pleasure, I want you to be my announcer, I've my got, hype man. I've got a great announcer voice. People always tell me, like, "Are you that guy? Like that? Let's get ready to rumble, guy." And I'm like, mm, "Let's get ready to rumble." And they're like, "That's it." Wow, that. I know. I thought you, Bruce Buffer was I, there for a minute. Bruce Buffer? That's his name. That's man. his name? Sounds like a dick. It's, it's Griff. He it's, is a dick. It's Griff Hag's time. That's my time. So we're going to start getting into some sweet fucking tournament fights. Fight number one. We got a Conan ripoff. Conan ripoff versus... I. I say he's Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Yeah, and I thought he looked like the, 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 the wrestler Rob Van Dam. But um, I think I'm right because he's got greasy, bleach blonde hair and a ponytail. Clear, like I mean, I guess they because apparently because we we're going back to the whole uh, stereotypes. This guy's Australian, so apparently having greasy, long bleach blonde hair is yeah. an Australian thing. He had that gnarly knot on his head. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Was it a knot? I don't know. It was, it was a so, brand or a tattoo? It was I didn't know. So what it was. weird. I have to imagine he had something happen to him. Before they started shooting, and they were like, oh, that looks great. Let's not cover it up with makeup. It looks like you're a real fighter. <laughs> Maybe it was. So he but, takes on Homeless Conan. Oh, poor Homeless Conan. I don't even remember this fucking fight. All I know. Well, I do remember it because oh. Mr. Perfect perfectly fucked him up and chopped his arm off. Dude. Are, oh, yeah. That's right. He gets him out of the ground, and he's just fucking. Yeah, because oh. he's got, he's got kind of like a. It's not a spear. What is it? It's kind of like a it's like I a, a stick with like called. a blade on yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's like a pole arm. Yeah, something so like that. So it's got it's um it's basically got a sword but it's got a long uh staff handle to it and then it's got like your normal uh I want to say hilt and then um yeah, so shaft it, would that be the word? You could call it a shaft, know, but that would explain know. like the pole arm portion of it. Uh, I don't know. Or uh, the, rather the staff portion of it. So He's got a good weapon, and Conan's just got that sword, and he also kind of sucks. Yeah, because he's homeless, Conan. I also don't think... real Conan. Yeah, really. (laughs) They caught him on the streets in New York or something. So, So, yeah, he makes quick work of him, chops his arm off, and then stabs him in the chest and kills him. Yeah. To the delights of all the rich people. They go, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Kill for us. We so we we we're gonna have to learn about uh, RVD or your surfer ninja guy or whatever the fuck you call him. What do you call him? Mister Perfect. Mister Perfect. Um, because eventually we're gonna see this guy again. We get a cut to some more exposition and why you know fucking Kenjiro's doing everything. But then we get into the back 
stage. We get to see room. the locker room. Slash dungeon. Drew is going to be there. Kenjiro's giving him a nice samurai outfit. He's got his sword. He's sitting back there, and he's just whittling away at a hollowed-out piece of wood. Yeah, bamboo. Just bamboo. I don't think it was bamboo. No, I think I think I think it was bamboo. bamboo. I'll let everybody else decide, but I don't think it was bamboo. Um, it sounds very samurai to me. This is the thing, though. Again, in the tournament movies, there's always this backstage, and so as I was watching this, I was inventing my own backstage persona if i was in one of these tournaments which apparently i'm only allowed to be the announcer in your tournament no i told you you could fight anytime yeah no, mind, to, uh, i was getting to that i can only be the announcer or i could fight because i'm poor so if i was if i was going to be a fighter you know like these guys had weapons so me just imagine kenny rogers the gambler you know i'd be wearing yeah. like that outfit and uh yeah, there's always like the cool guy who's just like hanging out, just being chill as fuck uh, in the back room there, or there's the guy like working out intensely, trying to intimidate everybody else. I'm a cool guy. Mm. I'm sitting at a table and I'm playing cards. Little do they know that cards are my weapon. I got kind of a gambit thing going on, except my cards have like little blades in them. Oh, okay. Okay, but the other thing they don't know about. Two boot knives. Fucking boot knives. Two. So, yeah. One in, one I, in each boot? I put one How about in, you throw them off and put two in one boot? <laughs> I will consider that because that's good. But, you know, I thought about it after I put the one in the one boot. I was like, you know, I have two feet. Twice the weapon power. That's 100% efficiency. I don't know if that math checks out, but well, I bet it does. Um... What about you? Do you got any kind of... What, what would your guy be? Oh, man. I'm thinking... No, this might sound crazy. Yeah, that's fine. I'm thinking like fine. You gotta... witch doctor. <laughs> I can see you as a witch doctor. And my, my weapon would be a slingshot. <laughs> because you wouldn't expect that to fuck shit up. But it'd be like I'd have like, exploding pellets or something. Something ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. No. Like I can shoot like little fireballs at people. What are you wearing in this? Well, it's like... Like a witch doctor, like grass kind of skirt. You got a grass skirt. Right. And I got like the giant like mask thing. Head like Kamala dress. used to wear on the, another wrestling reference. The great Kamala. He would have like this Kamala. giant wooden mask. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to mix it up. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah. You know, I like it. You know what they expect. So in, in the backstage, are you cool? Or are you. No, I'm totally like trying to intimidate people. I'm like oiling my muscles like those guys were in the background. <laughs> so you're a muscly witch doctor. <laughs> Well, why would I be uh, out of shape, witch doctor? I, all the witch doctors I've seen are like scrawny. I well, I'm a fighter, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just the, the the look. I'm not saying the body type. I don't have that type of body to begin with. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm just trying to get no. To the I'm a muscular witch doctor. Okay? Muscu- I love it. And so I'd be oiling my body. Yeah. I'd probably have some shit painted on my body. Do you, you know, some yeah, kind of you, do you got some mystical. kind of idol with you maybe that yeah. you're like? Yes. I would also have a staff with like a skull on the Ooh, end. Oh, yeah. And I would be shaking it at people like I'm cursing them to like t- intimidate them and shit. Yeah. I have to imagine while I'm sitting there playing cards with everybody, having a good time. I'm just getting drunk. I'm getting fucking hammered. I'm just chugging whiskey. And people are like, this guy, he's going to be easy to beat because I'm just fucking hammering it. 
Uh, but really what I'm doing, I'm drinking them under the table. I know they're going to get fucked up far before I get fucked up. So I'm I'm leveling the plant. Well, I'm making I'm leveraging. <laughs> you're unleveling. But I as I'm dealing out cards, I'm looking over at you, and you're just fucking chanting. I'm like <laughs> I I don't want to fight that fucker. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I got filed down teeth like the fangs or something. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm going full crazy. <laughs> I'm doing opposite grip. I'm bizarro grip. I'm doing crazy as fuck. I love it. So. <laughs> We've got some of these great fighters, but instead we're going to hear about RVD, how he's got this sweet dick, because Harrison, <laughs> our American, is going to show up. Of course, he's got to be... He had the greatest out. outfit of all of the guys. Yeah, he's <laughs> wearing, like, normal cowboy attire. He takes it off and puts on even more rednecky cowboy attire. <laughs> like, yeah, like a sleeveless flannel shirt. It's like that's his fighting outfit. That's what I loved yeah. about it. It was he, like, let me get rid of my fighting gear. Yeah, he puts like, on his normal. He's got his normal jeans on. Takes off a cowboy he, boots. Yep, cowboy boots. No boot knives. Fuck him. I already won. Uh, takes off flannel. Puts on cutoff flannel. But then <laughs> this was the topper bracers, yeah. like wrist to forearm bracers. Rest, yeah. And they were like studded or spiked. Or I, I I remember I, them being leather. I don't. Yeah, remember I remember them being leather, but I feel like it was studded or something else. So he's got this cowboy attire, and then he's got these giant leather braces. <laughs> oh, and of course, and so he's like scoping everybody out. Yeah, and then Drew has to like mansplain to him, like he's like that guy looks easy. And yeah. He's like, well, he's actually the hardest fighter of all. It's because the guy's got a fucking eye patch on, so he's like. You can only see out of one eye. I want to fight that guy. And he's like, well, allow me to mansplain to you. Yeah. And then he just goes into this thing, why this guy's better. Because much like the samurai of Sixth Sense, if the guy has one eye, he's limiting yeah. his one sense. So there where his Sixth Sense gets heightened. A- exactly. He, I mean, he's only lost half a sense, so he's only gained half another sense. So he's only operating at five and a half senses. So right. that's a that's – a, catastrophe hap- waiting to happen. That's all I gotta say. So at this point, Paul Bear comes back and goes, I have your girlfriend! <laughs> and if you don't fight for me, I'll kill her! <laughs> and he's like, look, damn it, I want to see her before I fight. Yeah. So they bring her in. She's just like, Drew, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> And he's like, eh, I got to fight to the death in some tournament, or they're going to kill us. And she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll be out, I'll be out here and back. And then so she gets the shit kicked out of her by the female. Wow. I'm sorry. You're going full Mandela effect here. None of that happened. What? <laughs> that doesn't happen. I, I could have nope. sworn. Well, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of, I'm paraphrasing. I mean, that wasn't exactly what happened. She I'm getting the gist he across. see her at all at that point. I thought he brought her in. No. Wait, n- what? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, then I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. <laughs> okay. Then what happens? Then that happens then, genius. Okay. <laughs> so we get that lame fight between, uh, they're, they're talking, you know, you brought up Drew mansplaining, uh, 
samurai mansplaining some of the combatants. He's got. Right. There's the one guy with another one of those uh, long bladed. Uh, there's a like, ch- Chinese guy with yeah. a tattoo on his face. Yeah. And then there's a guy who has a sweet ass long ponytail with a blade right on the end of the ponytail. Yep, exactly. So right then, I'm like, I cannot wait for him to kill somebody. I with know. His ponytail. I was so excited for that. I was like, he's gonna be whipping that thing around and just like slicing necks in half and shit. Nope. No, not in this fight. Doesn't happen. He but just. Drew does tell Harrison, he says, because uh, Harrison's impressed by the Chinese guy, and he's like, Fuck, t- face tattoo, let's call him face tattoo. Okay. So Drew's like, uh, Harrison's like, face tattoo's got some moves there, and do you remember what Drew told him? <laughs> I just made up a whole scene. God damn, you made up a whole scene, so let me tell the people. And did Janet come in and say something? No. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Murphy, Janet, Janet comes in, in and she explains to him how he needs to beat this guy. Janet's all, she's he's like, shit. He's, expo- he, he's exasperated. I don't know why this is a woman's voice. I'm sorry. It's horribly fun. But I got to do a different voice for a woman. Uh, he's exasperating too much energy. He's going to be too tired. He's not going to be able to last. He's going down in the first round. So, sure enough, face tattoo and hair blade. They're in the first or second match now. And they're having a good fight. We're expecting Hairblade Man to start just whipping that blade around. Nope, not at all. Chinese no. man, face, face tattoo You didn't man. need to because the guy, the, his opponent, wasted all his energy. He wasted all of his energy. He just waited him out. He basically stood off on the corner while the guy did some But he did do the sweet move. He put the tip of his ponytail in his mouth. Yeah, he did. Like hell, you're like, he was I'm like, I'm, down on I'm waiting for him to like spit it in the guy's face, which yeah, would have been awesome. I, again, he, he I was expecting that. so much cooler shit, but all the choreography was wasted in the break-in scene at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> So, oh, excuse me. There was, like, no good fights in the fucking tournament, which is kind of a bummer. No, I mean, there's there's one coming up, but we'll get to that. But th- this broke off because we get, we get our winner. Hair Knife Dude does win the fight. I think he sticks a blade in the guy's neck, too, and it's just like, all right, yeah, got yeah, him. he just kills him. Yeah, it's whatever. But, so, uh, wait, we is, need, is Harrison's the next fight? We get, we get a little bit more flashback. You wanted to bring this up. Because this was one okay. of your favorite flashbacks. A young oh, yeah, this is great. Versus a young samurai. Yeah, because all through the tournament <laughs> section, there's like shitload of fortune cookie bullshit, like samurai shit that like like a voiceover that he's yeah. hearing from his master, like constantly. Like every time there's a moment with Drew, because Drew, I guess, can't act. Drew, they have Drew to do a voiceover. Drew can't act. He can't talk like Dudikoff. So it's like anytime you get him, Instead of having him talk, he just hears something and re- like kind of mm. responds like, oh, with a confused look or something. Like he's really understanding it. He doesn't so understand he's shit. Had, there's this f- cut to this flashback scene he's having where it's he's younger. I think he's like a teenager at this time. And this ninja, he's like at home, and this ninja comes out of nowhere and attacks him. And he's like, ah, 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 and the ninja kicks his ass. Yeah. And then he whips off the mask, and it's his master. And I, I told Grip, I thought it was Stan Lee. This is a Stan Lee cameo. This is this elderly man in a ninja costume. Like, totally. I mean, well, when he does this, the flips, it's obviously a stuntman. But everything right. else is like this shriveled up old man. It reminded me of the old 60s Batman show where that sometimes Bruce Wayne and Batman had to be seen in, like, the same place. Mm-hmm. So then Bruce Wayne would go, Alfred, dress up like Batman, and we'll fool everybody. Yeah. So you have this elderly man with a mustache, 
dressed as Batman, and everyone's fool. Commissioner Gordon's like, "Oh, Batman, how are you?" What Bruce Wayne's over here? Batman's and then, over and, here? He, and he's like talking on the British accent, and, but the fool's everybody. And that's I so I got this total like fucking. I am the light. <laughs> and it, now that makes me want to see Stanley be a ninja in a future like superhero movie, dude. It, it, I don't know if he they can get him. I I feel like he is basically living in his patented like khaki and sweater outfit. I don't think they can get him out of it anymore. I, I think he showers I'm, I'm in that. Sh- I'm sure who, whoever controls his life would put him in a ninja costume for anything. If they were like, yeah, we got to get, get well, uh, fund his estate. <laughs> exactly. So we, what we learned from this scene is he fucked, Drew fucked up because he got scared. And a ninja does not, a ninja, a samurai <laughs> does not, a ninja does feel fear, but a yeah. samurai does not feel fear. Exactly. And he's like, you must break your fear, yada, 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 yeah. you know. The way to win win against your enemy is by eat your fear or whatever. Which, of course, that's super easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let me just go ahead and eat that fear. That's a cognitive thing I can do. So that's a little foreshadowing. I think that's going to come into play later on, but yeah. I don't know. But first we get one of the best fights in the movie because, uh, again, like in Bloodsport, we get our cocky-ass American fighting the eye patch guy that he said i want to fight that yeah, guy the, the pirate a little bit of foreshadowing a little, that's very creative directorial you know uh writing but just great yeah but he wins spoiler alert harrison wins the fight well, of course because he, he listened to drew yeah and by listened i mean he just stabbed the guy with his crocodile dundee knife in the thigh yep and then did he have another knife no he just took the knife out and then... Dude, he just punches the shit out of him after that. He gets bloody murderous. Oh, that's right. No, he doesn't. That's the thing. He's like, I don't kill. Yeah. You know, I just fuck people up and cripple them for life, but I don't kill. I, that's not... I mean, just like you made up a whole scene, I made up that whole scene. Because <laughs> after after the knife thigh and the guy, he's so distraught after he gets a knife in his thigh. He's just like, well, fuck, what do I do now? So he just like looks at him. He's got two swords. And he just, like, drops him. He's like, fuck, you put a knife in my thigh. I don't, I mean, so, yeah. And then you can see, like, so, like, Paul Bear is pissed. And he's like, you need to kill people. (laughs) Paul Bear is constantly pissed. He's like, I know Drew won't kill, but you should. So he's like, no, I'm American. We don't do it that way. We have honor and integrity. All right? We got to go back scene again where Harrison's all cocky after his victory. And he's like telling Drew, he's like, man, I feel really bad when I have to fight you because I'm going to fucking kick your ass. He like, they're not the same bros in Bloodsport. That's where it kind of derails. Yeah, it's kind of like, it. you notice Harrison has a death wish. He's just yeah. like, hey, man, either I fucking win or I die. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Drew's like, what are you doing here? Like, Clearly, you're some kind of ostrich farmer. The same ostrich farmer I'm going to talk to about my ostrich suit. Um, but he's like, what do you do? And the guy's like, hey, cool million. <laughs> they never talked about money. In fact, Drew was dragged into this. Like, We don't know any kind of incentive for... Uh, yeah, because Kenjiro's just doing it for the hell of Kenjiro's it. Kenjiro's there to kill people. Right. Drew is dragged into it. Harrison's like, yeah, there's money on the line. So, well, I got to think there would be because most yeah. normal people would would not fight just yeah, for the hell is, of it. Yeah, this is this is like a this is like a full bloody murder MMA type of thing with weapons. Uh, it, I mean, this even takes takes me back to an old show I used to watch called WMAC Champions. I think it was called. 
Never um, heard of it. WMAC Masters. Holy fuck was that a weird show. But it's basically wrestling but with like Mortal Kombat characters and Street Fighter characters. Mm. And so every week they like they might not fight each other. They might do like a challenge. But it was in that it's in but, the same set. So it was it like wrestling that there's a backstory like Yeah, they all have stories. Okay. There's like uh one of my favorite characters was this guy Cyborg and he had like uh he had like a Gee, I wonder why. Could it have anything to do with episode two of the Golden Globus Theater? Might Cyborg. Have. It might have. But he actually did have like a little laser eye. But aside from that, he was just like a muscly <laughs> dude who didn't wear a shirt and wore like pants. <laughs> Cyborg guy, that was it. Well, but enough. yeah, like some weeks they would fight each other and they would climb like a leaderboard and they'd be the WMAC champion and stuff. But most weeks they would just fight like weird uh challenges where it's like five ninjas would come out and they'd have to defeat them it was amazing and i'm gonna go ahead and throw that up on uh the good old instagram because that's the one thing i try to contribute to on a weekly basis but we got to get into our next fight we finally get to see drew fight we finally and no fucking uh martial arts bullshit like we saw in that only that good choreographed break-in we get to see him fight like a samurai no 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 no. he fights the swede viking yeah, the viking guy yeah he... he pulls out a sword he doesn't kill him because not all samurais kill american samurais don't kill exactly he's got too much honor but i did like like so the guy's so he's like hagar the horrible he's like super cliche oh my God. he's got like a fur outfit yep. ha- horn hat giant axe that he's sharpening in the background because we were talking background this All guy's right. just sharpening his axe looking fucking menacing as fuck and you know i what i loved about it was he doesn't kill him but he chops the horns off his helmet mm-hmm. it's like there so, you go he constantly keeps uh, the blunt end of the blade facing. So when he's hitting him, for the most part, he's using the blunt end. Like, he's hitting him in the helmet well, with the blunt end. Didn't he do the, the, the little ticky-tack shit on him? Kick? I think at one point he does kick him. Yeah. Too. So, yeah, he get he gets in and just kind of toys with the guy. He's, he's a cat with a, playing a mouse's game, you know? I don't think that's... Anyways, mm. um, so, yeah, obviously... So he makes quick work of the Viking. Yeah, our guys... Paul do. Bear, furious. <laughs> when are you going to kill? I love this next fight because, we, of course, we go backstage again, and Paul Bear comes in, and <laughs> do you remember who our next two combatants are going to be? Go ahead and call them out, Paul Bear. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. Nope, nope. Oh. Right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Where the scene, of course, this is the scene you have to have. Yep. It's again in Bloodsport. They did it too. Boy versus Kenshiro. <laughs> because no. you have to have the villain kill the buddy. Yep. Of the hero, so that'll make the hero finally go. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. I think this is the only way to teach Americans that our normal <laughs> combat system of just I'm a normal redneck human being from America. I can't I can't compete with a real samurai. That's that's what they're trying to tell us here. But the best part when Harrison finds out, he looks at him and is like, "Great. Uh, my country's got a score to settle with you." <laughs> what score? 
There was some tension in the 80s, I guess. No, oh, this is the 90s. This I don't know. The I don't 90s. know. We were cool with Japan in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck. This he's... is the early 90s. It's like, wait, what? Well, World War II was still kind of, you know. Sure. Not the country that gave us later. Nintendo and Super Nintendo that we're super stoked about. It also gave us Kinjite. Remember that. Maybe oh, that's what he's upset about. Fuck. You know what? That's probably what it's <laughs> upset about. So now we've got our antagonist versus our, you know, American hero here. Um, not. An unreal Drill, American hero, but Harrison and so uh, so like so once so again, well. Kinjiro's totally chill. He's just studying him, yep. frustrating the fuck out of the cowboy. He's like, "Come on, come on, yeah. come on!" And he's like, he he's like throwing his he's point. throwing his his crocodile Dundee knife back and forth through yeah. his hands, hitting him with metaphors like, "I'm gonna take you like a crocodile does to the Dundies." I don't know what that means, right? I think I I'm going to break backwards. your chains. I'm going to do it like a Dundee to a crocodile. I'm going to break your chains. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, just like a fucking boss, Kenjiro just one swipe does the patented Kenjiro cut yeah. right down the middle. Fucking what's it? Harrison thinks he's all cocky. He's tossing his Bowie knife between hand to hand. Fucking Kenjiro just studying him. Knocks the knife out. That nice clean Slice. cut right down the middle. Get the blood dripping down the back of Harrison's head, and then yeah, I didn't get. Oh. I was like, are we? Is it supposed to be? He's chopped in half, but because of budget reasons, like we can't show someone get chopped in half. Yeah, because I think that's what they're trying to get across. It's not just the <laughs> slice across the front of your. Yeah, face. I think that's what they're going for. They just didn't want to go. Too Either way, there. Harrison dead. Yeah, I did. I did jump ahead of our fine our Jane meeting, Janet meeting. Fuck Janet. Janet. I don't. We, all because, you need to know is you were that right. she does get yeah. she like we do get a scene of her getting kind of abused by another woman yeah. in the background but it was like i'm not fighting until uh i get to see janet and he's like janet will be in the crowd when you come out so she's in the audience no she's not in the audience she's like in behind one of those gates yeah, yeah. that's right she's behind one of the gates so Kenjiro eventually is going to talk to uh, 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 Drew again after this fight, and Drew's going to be like, you've got no beef with this girl. Let her go. Uh, you can have me. Uh, I believe they're going to have just want, uh, just because he's moment. Because he's the American samurai, yeah. the perfection of samurai culture, he's like, one last try. He's like, this doesn't, we're brothers. It doesn't yeah. have to be this way. We don't have to fight to the death. Exactly. And he's like, fuck yeah, we do. And we're going to. So, Kenjiro's just like, fuck you. I'm going to, if you don't fight me and beat me, I'm going to kill your girl anyways. If you run away, I'm killing your girl. Basically, I'm killing your girl unless you kill me. And at this point, we also learned that Paul Bearer rigged the whole tournament. So We don't learn that yet. I, I got a couple oh. more matches to get to. Oh, yeah, fuck. I, rem- I forgot. This is actually, you're right. There's one match that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So we're going to get the hero versus Slippy Pete or whatever you I call it. I thought I had corrected my unknowledge of stuff last episode, but apparently uh, I'm not even paying attention last night. You didn't drink night. enough of the tea, so go ahead and take another sip oh, of man, that. Oh, man, my ninja tea. Oh. Just kind of, yeah. You're right. So, yeah. So we, what we, instead we have the fight between Mr. Perfect and our hero, yeah. Drew. And as you'd expect, Drew fucks him up, kind of toys with him again because he's the best. But once again, like a true American samurai, he's like, I'm not 
killing this guy. I show mercy. Am I forgetting something? No, I just remembered something <laughs> that go on, please. So so he, he he goes he shows him mercy, walks away. Yeah. Of course Mr. Perfect's got to do the like, "Well, I fuck you." And then he attacks yeah. him. He's knocked him out in the corner, and then uh, Paul Bear is like furious. No, <laughs> and, no, thank you. And so his shriek of no <laughs> awakens Rob Van Dam, and he goes charging at Drill. But Drew's got he's got six senses, right? So he turns around and double chops him, knocks him out. Still doesn't kill him though. Doesn't kill him. Knocks him out. He doesn't right. use his blade. I was remembering the Viking fight, how he incapacitates him. He gets him in a chokehold. And this, you know he doesn't kill him because you hear a loud snoring. The most obnoxious (laughs) noise. Yes, that was. I was so annoyed. And for some reason, I was like, wait a minute. He put somebody to sleep in that. (laughs) So I'm sorry. No, you had. I'm glad you said that. that (laughs) I agree. It was super obnoxious. It was so bad. It was literally like. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it was. Beep, it beep, was. Beep, beep, beep. It was very cartoony. So, we've got our hero succeeding again. Now we got to get to antagonist versus hair knife guy. Probably my favorite fight out of it all. It was. It was the best. It fight. was the best fight. They're they are actually trading blows. Hair knife guy is getting pissed. He gets his blade knocked out of his hand right away. Oh, because he's got two swords, but he's got his hair knife. So he takes that into a hand, and he's... Well, he cuts himself, doesn't he? He shows how fucking crazy yeah, he is. He cuts he his own face yeah, with his hair does. knife. He's like, Argh. And then you finally... The, what you, the movie you've been waiting for the whole movie, he starts using the, ni- the hair knife. Right. And he, f- and he actually gets some hits on Kinjiro. For the first time in this movie, Kinjiro gets kind of fucked up. Yeah, he does. He takes a couple of blows. Again, I was saying, like they, they ended up trading blows. And so Kinjiro's getting pissed because he's supposed to be some badass samurai. And this never because he never defeated himself, so he's he's yeah. his, 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 his he's letting his frustration. Right, yeah. yeah. So the the fucking hair knife guy clearly has this match, but instead he's trying to fucking go swag on the uh, on Kenjiro, and he tries to do this backflip yeah. off the wall. Kenjiro just stand like he's not. Well, wait, wait. wait. First, Kinjiro cuts the ponytail. Oh, yeah, he cuts the ponytail. And that pissed the dude off. So he's like, all right. Yeah. I'm going to do this backflip move. Yeah. I think he gets like a chip in there, and then he tries to do the backflip move. Why are you doing the back? Kinjiro's just standing there watching, and he's just like, all right. So he fucking cuts the guy. We see a close-up of his back, and it's cut up, and then they cut away to his... Severed head. Severed head. So... If you can't already guess who won this fight, hair knife guy, well, he can't win anymore because you can't win without a head on your shoulder. So antagonist wins. So we're finally going to get the worlds colliding here. This is where we learn that Paul Bear rigged the whole (laughs) tournament so these two would meet at the end. So it's like the, bat, the, the the Clash of the Titans is ready to happen. Yep. And they're going to get in that ring, and Kenjiro's going to deliver. You know, the, it, Drew's like, I don't want to fight you, man. You're my brother. I see you He's as like, my brother. He's like, look, you can have the sword. Yeah. I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah. You're my brother. Let's put this shit to rest. And he's like, no! There can only be one! Yeah. He's like, I'm the better swordsman. I've 
always been the better swordsman. I'm going to fucking murder you. Guy Jin. And then I'm going to go kill dad, too. Did he? Yeah. I, I don't remember that I, part. I, I don't even remember what happened to dad, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, so this fight's going to heat it because now he knows that if Drew loses, he's dying, girl's dying, dad's dying. This is a bit, a lot, of, a lot is on the line for him, but he's got a sixth sense. And he eats his own fear, or whatever. He's right. samurai. Is there? I don't remember. Is there a moment where he actually has another like voiceover flashback, like while they're fighting? That yeah. sounds like something they would do. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. The fight was so boring. It was mostly like smoke screens. Well, because and swords meeting. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. There like there'd be like scenes where just two swords yeah. would clash. It's like a light shining on smoke, and then two swords just kind of clashing. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it it doesn't help that I probably neither one of these guys is like a sam- they're martial artist guys, yeah. they're not samurai exactly. guys. So they, they didn't choreograph. So yeah, just you know, suffice to say, Drew wins. But like, well, what what do you do? He slashes Kinjiro across the chest. They did the classic. Like I learned this from our old friend uh, Ninja Gaiden, the game for NES. Like I ninjas, beat that, by the way. <laughs> ninjas and uh, samurais apparently do this thing where they do like a so- jumping in the air sword exchange. Right. Yeah. And so well, they first do- he first he slashes him in the chest, and then I know where you're going with. Then they fly at each other. Oh, okay. And he chops the feet of Kinjiro, so Kinjiro can't stand anymore. You remember that? Dude, I don't remember that at all. That's exactly what happened. All that right, happens. This is my they, Janet moment. They fly at each other. He chops his feet. Damn. And, but he chops the front. He, he chopped the back would be really what would fuck yeah. you up. You couldn't walk. So he, he's like just struggling just, on the ground. Oh, that's what I remember. And he's just like, I'm not killing you. Here, take the fucking sword. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if you don't have the balls to kill me, let me kill myself with seppuku. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, it's your life, whatever the fuck. Here, here's the sword. Yep, but this and this is this is a very classic. Not even a canon trope. This is all like eighties because this this is called the have your cake and eat it too moment. Yeah, where bears all pissed off because Drew's gonna walk away from another fight where he's the new (laughs) champion and he should be killing the ex champion. So. He's like, I'm going to show you mercy because that's what good people do. He he's so, got too much respect for his own brother. So, so he's like, if you want to fucking kill yourself, so and of course Kinjiro. This shows why he never deserved the sword to begin with. Yeah, hurls the the sword at the back of, of Drew because Drew didn't want to watch his brother kill himself. Yep. But the ninja six cents samurai, samurai. Excuse me, six cents kicked in. <laughs> he turns around. Hits the sword, it it like ricochets, yeah, kills and then flies right into Kinjiro. Some I don't remember this training montage. He complete like (laughs) like baseball swings at the sword, knocks it at the perfect trajectory, so it flies straight into Kenjiro's. So the so you have your cake and eat too. You get to show mercy, but you also get to murder somebody, which is classic trope of action. And then you get under his breath. Why couldn't we just be brothers? It wasn't that deep either. Why couldn't we just <laughs> yeah. be brothers? It would have been cooler if it was there. Yeah. And then like, what I loved about it, too, classic canon. End the movie. There's no epilogue. There's no, it's just. He's he, walking off. Yeah. Credits roll. Walks off with Janet, and they're done. There's no bullshit Marvel where there's, like, some. <laughs> yeah, there was no after credit scenes. The, no. 
As soon as those credits start crawling up the screen, you crawl out of your seat and you get you 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 zip your pants back up because you're jerking off during the movie because you think there's a sex scene. There was no sex scene, so you probably didn't unzip your pants. Um, but man, you're just thinking, I need to live more like a samurai. Go home, skewer up some. I don't really know. There's not a lot of content to this movie. I don't know where I'm no. going with this, but the other. Another one from this is the first time we jumped out of the eighties. Uh, yeah, yeah four, I mean, four uh, the 90s. yeah, I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna bounce around. No, but, we will. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, I mean, continuing our march to the most American, most going globus holiday of all. And you you can go ahead and expect this uh, a day early. It's gonna be coming out for the holiday. Yes. Yeah, so we we expect all nine of you. To be downloading <laughs> this because you're going to be taking the day off because you're proud Americans. Proud I don't know. Americans. I don't know. I don't know if it's anybody else. I'm we sure. All know do we have any people outside of America listening to this show? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, wait, is California another country? I, yeah, I'm just happy. Yeah, well, some some people would say that. Okay. So, are you kidding me? Could Michael Dudikoff possibly be listening to our podcast? Well, I did send him a very kind letter. Did, it was the Haikudikovs that did it, didn't I? It? I sent him the Haikudikov. Yes! And he was really impressed. He sent me back some very graphic hologram photos. I don't even know how he has hologram <laughs> technology, but it either. was... Inch- it, graphic? All, all I'm going to say is I'm not letting you into my closet. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that. You either. don't want to see it. He's very bald. <laughs> that hair. Is that what's graphic about? I thought, I, I thought something really crazy. You're well, his he- dick's bald, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are most people's dicks bald? I mean, you have a hairy dick? Your dick itself is not hairy. Well, the area around the dick. Dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean. Saying, I'm just trying to clarify for the audience. Okay. They want to know okay. about Michael Dudikoff's dick. You're right. What does Michael Dudikoff's dick look like? Have you ever seen Shark Week? Yes. Okay, imagine a couple of those sharks, but with hair everywhere. <laughs> Yikes! What? That's... Well, that's what a dick normally looks like. That's not like what his shark? dick looks like. Yeah, his dick. Do you, him, that popsicle I used to get, the great white popsicle. That's his you mean dick. gravy pop popsicle? <laughs> no, great white. I'm sorry. Oh. It's one I used to get from the ice cream man. Oh, which I never understood why they're called ice cream man because they don't serve ice cream; they serve popsicles. Well, you could get one of those pre-made, like shitty, like a ice cream cones. Drumsticks. Yeah, drumsticks. Those aren't. Those aren't too bad. Well, I kind of like those. Well, they're ice cream. Yeah, that's true. There is ice cream in there. So, uh, marching on. Uh, marching on. Griff, what's up? It's time. I time to cover the greatest American movie of all time. Oh boy. And and uh, what the word I'm looking for? Topical. And, it is topical. It's too topical. Our, our, our. Well, he's not our favorite. We actually spent our whole first episode ripping on him. Yeah. But Chuck Norris. You know, We're going back to the first. Do episode. not, do not let our ripping on of Chuck Norris and our, our our most popular episode, as might say, by the way, don't let that fool you. This is the one we love. I'm talking, of course, about Invasion USA. This is everything canon in one film. Like a movie so good, I dressed as. 
his character for Halloween and got fucking robbed at our goddamn comic shop Halloween. Uh, and I don't want to bring up a few years ago, but I'm still fucking furious about it. Some fucking asshole little kid won the contest True. with a store-bought costume. It's bullshit. I grew my fucking mullet out for it Dude, and everything. Dude, your hair was spectacular. I don't know why you spent so much time growing it out just to shave it the next day. You looked great. You looked- because it was just so much work. Dude, I never realized how much work it is. You could have been like a little bit of edge work and you could have been Pliskin for the rest of the year. Like you were there and you were just like so offended by losing. You were like, yeah. That's exactly it. I was you so know furious. What? You didn't swallow your own fear. You're right. You didn't I can never. I can be American Ninja. I can never be an American Samurai. Exactly. Dudikov, just staring off in the fucking <laughs> distance. God. So this is. I'm hyped for this. One. Yeah. This is going to be, be good. great. There, there's going to be too much prep work in this. There's going to be. We're going to be. I won't go that far. I don't know if I'm prepping anything, well, but okay. I'll be excited when when I do whatever <laughs> you prep. Okay. <laughs> well then Murray let's go ahead and sign it off well before oh, we sign before it off I want to let everybody know we finally got that Twitter thing figured out we have a Twitter page it's at G&G Theater G-A-N-D-G-T-H-E-A-T-E-R mm-hmm. you can see if it's, if it's as popular as our Facebook is nobody will give a shit but it's out there well we have all our episodes with links listed but of course if you fucking listening to this you don't need that but tell your friends to check this out yeah it's a very convenient way to just share things but we, we also like to give in some little show notes in right there. we give a little summary let you know what's going on and a nice little picture there because we like to we like to take pictures uh right. we're not sure everybody is as committed as our good friend uh I, hair, hair metal Sean, what did you call him? Yeah, he's hair metal Sean. Hair metal Sean. He likes, you know, he likes to go out and watch the movies. But we like to give you a little sample of some of the best scenes. You know, we got He Man's nips in there. Spe- speaking Sean, of, speaking uh, of hair, Stewart. speaking of hair metal Sean, we also he we have a fucking awesome uh, banner that he made for us. Yeah, especially. Check that. Let's go there to check that out because it's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, a lot and of course of... we got our, our our mascot, the the machine gun shooting hot dog, Frank Grills, on our avatar. And did I tell you, Griff? We did get one Facebook friend request from my mom. Oh no! I had to decline her. Why Sorry. Did she decline? Well, I just I'm not. She's. Just, I don't think she's the type of audience we want to, I... to, to be associated with us. Okay. I'm just saying, mom, get cool. That's. Oh wow. All right. Well, I don't know. Do you want 75-year-old women? Like, is that a big audience for us? Sure. No, it's not. Anyone who appreciates Mom, these sorry. movies is well, welcome to listen. Well, I just told you on the last episode she didn't. She was a snob about these movies. All right. And she was like, well, all right, if it's got Schwarzenegger, Stallone, like A-list people, but fuck the if we get, canon When shit. we get to Cobra, she's allowed to listen to that. Mom can, can listen to it. She just can't be a friend. Okay. Okay, that's I'll go that far. Everyone funny. is allowed to listen to this because it's the greatest podcast on the internet. Yeah, I agree with this. Wow. I've got my tank top on and I'm feeling tippy tops in my tank tops. I gotta say. You're not, a, I don't think you're a tank top guy. I think I am. I think I I'm know. rocking it. Rocking like docking? I'm rocking like docking in my tank. I'm topping. Uh,. I got no more rhymes. Okay. Well, that's a good way to end the show. Let's so, yes, tune in on Independence Day. It will be your Independence Day. And you watch us, you listen to us, 
talk about the great invasion USA. So. I mean, if you believe in freedom, you're going to listen to this episode. Otherwise, you hate yeah, America. If you, yeah, if you, if you don't listen to this episode, you hate America. Yeah, you're right, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go ahead and tweet this out at Donald Trump and say, like, listen to our podcast. Donald Trump will be listening. He'll be listening. Because Won't be doing running the country, but he will be listening. To we'll go podcast. ahead and we'll shit on his enemies. We'll shit on uh, Harley Davidson. He doesn't like anymore that Red Hen restaurant. We'll just pick all of them. What we're trying to say is don't believe the fake news. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> just listen to the podcast. So <laughs> till next time, this is Tim saying keep it warm. Yep. Yeah,